This episode of a Quick Timeout podcast is presented by Dr. Dish Basketball. Dr. Dish machines are the most advanced shooting machines on the market. If you haven't already, join top programs like Duke, North Carolina, Baylor, Alabama, and countless others and upgrade to Dr. Dish. And now save an extra $300 on select models when you mention Quick Timeout podcast. To find out more, visit drdishbasketball.com. Welcome into this week's episode of Quick Timeout Podcast. We're just one month away from our coaches clinic here in Greenville, South Carolina. If you haven't signed up for that yet, I've got down in the description a link where you can register. And if you aren't able to make the trip, there's also a digital ticket available that gets you lifetime access to all the sessions once the clinic is over. For today's episode, you're going to hear part of a session from one of our previous coaching clinics, Coach Doug Novak, who will be back again this year to speak, shares his ideas for practice planning. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Quick Time Out Podcast. We are very confident in what we do, in what we teach, extremely confident. I consider myself to be an expert at my own opinion, <laughs> which gives you confidence. And the next part of that in my mind is I'm an expert at my own opinion, I'm very confident, and there's a possibility that I could be wrong. I could be wrong about some of these things, about how to work your feet. I could be wrong. So it allows for some curiosity. It allows you to watch other programs when it's appropriate. Like right now is appropriate, we're done with our teams. So it's, it's almost a contest of is there something out there footwork-wise, development-wise, that's better than what I'm doing. And I have to have the confidence to say, if there is, let's steal it, let's take it, let's adapt. And, you know, a lot of times it, it's not. Like, I've found the best way to do it at this particular time, but I want to be curious and I want to search, and I don't want to be so certain and so smug that my way is the best way. There's communicated knowledge that we're gaining right now talking to each other, uh, watching videos, uh, studying, all that thing. It's communicated knowledge. And then there's revealed knowledge that sometimes we just don't give enough credit. And it's revealed to you through your experiences, through your games. Dean Smith, four man takes the ball out, you run the press break like this until Pfeiffer University and Dave Davis comes running at you, trapping like no other. And my power forward taking that ball out, who's an all-league player, has eight turnovers 90 feet from the basket. Is that my power forward's fault or my fault? The press break was fine. The personnel didn't work. Dean Smith is awesome, right? It was good for him, that's communicated. Dave Davis revealed to me, hey, maybe get your second best handler back there so at least you can try to get it across half court. So from that moment on, I always put second best handler takes the ball inbounds. Um, all right, I better get to the practice thing. I can talk about this stuff for a while. All right, technology. Hey, and, and you guys were lying in my group. Everybody knows about Google Docs? Yeah, so we did that as a staff. Alicia's my assistant, and I thought it was brand new, and I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. Practice planning. Uh, 
I, I spend a ridiculous amount of time on the practice planning, way more than I would for game preparation, to be honest with you. And, and I start working on that first practice plan as soon as the season's over. Maybe a couple weeks that I'm not thinking about stuff, but I think about it all summer long, that first practice. And, and tinkering with it and thinking, I mean, it is, I can't wait for that thing to start, but the design of the practice, how we're going to implement those things, how we're going to teach it. I want it to be the best part of their day. I want it to be the best class that they're taking. That's a lot of responsibility. We're recruiting kids who love the game. And after four years, I'm watching some kids leave programs saying, if I ever see another basketball, I think I'm going to throw up. That would put a stake in my heart. I want them to come in loving the game. And when they leave, they love it even more. It's our job to help them and teach them how to love the game more. And maybe there's more to the game than what they think. Uh, the, the practice plan has tension. It, I need you to focus 110% for two hours in a, a, a rubber band. Well, you keep people like that, stretched like that, they're going to snap. I mean, we have some anxiety issues. We have all kinds of stuff going on, and I'm going to keep them stretched like that? I can't focus that long. So, so let's rethink how we want the pace of practice to go, how we want the tension of practice to go. And one, one way we do that, we are constantly together as a team and go away. And they go to their baskets. Together, go away. And that going away process is, you know, hands-on teaching when we're together. And the going away is you're, you're not teaching yourself, but you're, it's more, there's more ownership to that basket. So that's a group of four guys at that basket. And we're chirping in from the center, but I don't have coaches at every basket because I want them to learn how to teach. So that's just kind of a basic format in, in the practice. Great job by Graham really made me think a little bit. Practice starts in the athletic training room. I really, athletic trainers, to be honest with you, for 25 years were just a pain. Uh, they just got in my way. I didn't know that there were good ones, or maybe I didn't look, or maybe I didn't appreciate uh, and then Alicia is our full-time athletic trainer and full-time assistant coach on the men's side. And, I mean, I hired her full, our full-time position. That's how good I thought she was. And she's still doing the athletic training job. So our guys are going into the athletic training room. She teaches them how to be pros. She teaches them how to talk. She teaches them those things. It's fantastic. I very rarely go in there. But I go in there just enough and just kind of listen. The most important thing she does for me as an assistant coach, and she's able to have a special relationship that I cannot violate. When she tells me things, I can't violate it. But she saved so many practices. We're getting ready to go to the film room. So it's not just like, what is your assistant coach? What can he do? What the information can he do? It's like, how do we get that information across to each other in a timely fashion? I, I know we have some stipend coaches that are just busting their tail ends to get to practice at the right time. We don't have time for the hour staff meeting. Like we got to do things on the fly. Now Alicia is full time. So they're going into the film room. We step out and she says, hey, 
so-and-so had three tests today. He's really tired. They're dragging. They're a little bit cranky today. Boy, there's a, they're really juiced up today. But just those little things on the fly allows me to adjust what's going to be talked about in that film room. We'll always have basketball stuff to watch, and we'll have, we'll have instructional offense, positive offense, instructional defense, and then positive defense. And I always want to end on the positive. I want them to see the, the good stuff that they do. And I try to keep it even to protect me from me, right? So I can't have 27 negative things when we lose or have a bad practice. I want to stay consistent so it feels like a practice is very similar to how we dissect a game, all right? Uh, this circle, I won't get into it because we don't have enough time. We can talk about it later. Practice after the film room. So tension in the film room, topics in the film room. Some will be basketball, like I said, but a lot of it's not. A lot of, I mean, it's, who knows? I might be given a lesson on, on shaving with a single blade razor and how you have to angle that thing a little bit different then you do these, these modern razors where you can just go like this and can't cut yourself. So we're giving a lesson on the technique of that and why, because you know you got a razor blade that far from your carotid artery. So that's important that you do it right and a lot of our guys don't know how to shave. So that might be the lesson for the day. What is that, and they're thinking, what does that have to do with basketball? And some days nothing. It's just something I wanted to talk about and I find interesting. And don't we want to keep things interesting every once in a while, even if you're the butt of the joke? They want, to, they want to hear basketball every day through here. Can we connect a few things and sometimes not connect anything? Because we're good at connecting. We're great at it. And then every once in a while you don't connect it, and they go, I'm, I'm waiting for it, coach. I'm waiting. What do you got? Oh, I got nothing. I just thought that was cool. And we move on. A quick timeout is presented by Huddle market leader in video-based analysis solutions for basketball teams around the world. Huddle continues to make advancements to their suites of performance analysis solutions. Tools you know like sports code are enhanced by their industry-leading tech like Huddle Focus, an AI-powered smart camera that's built to integrate into sports code right out of the box. It captures and uploads videos automatically from any gym. Head over to huddle.com slash a quick timeout to get a peek at all they're bringing to the hardwood for every level of the game this season. A big thanks to 323 Sports for sponsoring a Quick Timeout podcast. Guys with 323 Sports are providing uniforms, equipment, team gear, and more to schools and colleges across the country at incredibly low prices. I've used them on multiple occasions, and their options and customer service are second to none. As you prepare for the upcoming year, reach out to 323 Sports. You can find out more about them by visiting 323sports.com, or you can contact a sales rep directly at sales at 323sports.com. They'll be sure to do it right for your sports program. All right, after that, we're loose. We're loose. Their rubber band's loose. Installation. We're going to put in something new just about every day or emphasize something. Maybe it's on the offensive side. And three teams go out that we picked out, um, and they, they go through it slow. They go through half speed and no pressure. They, I'm not, I can't yell at them. The first part of our practice is designed so that I can't screw it up. I can't yell at you. It's designed beautiful. There's music and it feels good and you can't screw it up. 
You come in on a bad day, it's really hard to screw this thing up, how we order it. So it's nice and slow. We go through the installation. And then we go through what we call habits of movement. And that's our warm-up, although we don't really warm up. We just get to the game right away. And those are our defensive slides and some things. And then we'll go into individual skills. And the first thing we do is a shooting drill. So it's a two-minute drill. You make five from five spots. And, and I can show you all that stuff later. After the first guy goes through, what we did installation-wise, so let's just say it's a new set play. I put a new set play in, no pressure. We went away from it. We did a shooting drill. We warmed up a little bit. And now I'm going to come back to that set play. And we're going to do it with speed. And I'll say group number three, uh, forwards out, tap, go. And they got to go fast. And if they screw it up one time, out, group number two. And we'll go do it. And then, uh, then we'll go back to shooting. So now we're shooting. And then there's a little break, and, I, and I'll call out another group. Group number one, now you're doing it full blast. And if they screw it up, you're out. No yelling, just you're out. You didn't get it. It causes them to really pay attention during installation. And because they know it's right around the corner, they're going to be tested. When you find yourself, and I, and I used to be guilty of this, constantly saying, give me your eyes. Give me your eyes. Pay attention. Joe, hey, come on now. You know, if you do that too much, you got to do it some then maybe how you're structuring something isn't helping you out. I think slow installation, go away, come back with speed, because now you don't want to embarrass your teammates, uh, but it helps sink in the learning curve. After that, we'll go some uh, like mass skills. So they're going away, they come back. Anything mass in our practice plan, we're bringing them together, so doing some sort of team fundamental skill, and then uh, and then there's a uh, full court component just to get them moving. Uh, and then we're going to go away with some advantage offense, quick decision making, and then team skills. And that's the one I said it's four baskets or three baskets, depending on how many guys we have. And we send them away. And we're calling out a choreographed action with only four guys. We don't need all five guys out there. And let's just say we're doing some sort of drive-in space type thing, and it's a guard-to-guard -guard pass, and we're going to make what we call a fingers cut. It cuts like that, and the first one we're going to do is lay it in, choreograph. That would be your read. The next one we're going to say, hey, you know what, the post defender came over. Well, it's a little shot pass to that center. The next one, maybe it's a skip to the weak side. The next one's over there. But we're kind of telling you what the defense is going to happen. It's choreographed. They have a picture in their mind. And they're the ones leading it. They're the ones figuring out rotation. We're just kind of standing in the middle and maybe giving them some reminders. Right after that, we're going to go situational offense. And the situational offense is exactly what we did choreographed, so less tension. Now there's more tension because it's five on five, and we're going to give the, a specific uh, advantage to what we just did. But I don't know what's going to happen. We just put you through all those scenarios. If I'm driving, there's your layup. That might happen in the, the situational offense, depending on how the defense plays. We're usually giving you advantage by putting you on the hip. But the center might come over too much, and it might be the shot pass. The other guy, it might be this. It might be you have to turn it into a Barkley. So there's all kinds of things that can happen, but everybody's going to be in that situation as we rotate guys through. In terms of learning, I think really good. During this time, we will also go to... Whatever we did in installation, we put bodies on it now. So they got to slowly listen to it, walk through it. 
A little bit time, time, a little bit later. Go with speed, a little, little more pressure. And then when it's five on five, the third time in the course of a practice that they get to feel it and see it, they're ready to go. Now they still may screw it up a little bit, but I would appreciate that if I were a player to be able to be slowly taught throughout there. And you'd be amazed, they become good at learning in that fashion. And they're paying attention a little bit more because they know it's not just some random thing. It's they're getting tested and we will properly teach you at the right time. Uh, so that's the testing. And then the last, there's a defensive breakdown. And I always use shooting drills, stationary shooting drills or free throws to kind of break up the tone. Uh, possessions, up and down, down backs after that. And then a center circle is crucial to me. I have never in 30 years, and I'm not sure why we did it. I just feel good about it. I've never been mad at the end of a practice. I might have been disappointed in my car, but they, they probably didn't know that. But I want those guys coming together. I will wait and wait and wait for the great play to celebrate that one great play of practice, and maybe it's the worst practice we've ever had, and we're going to bring them in, and we're going to celebrate that. And I'm not going to fake and say, like, this was great, but I am going to say, this was tough. You fought through, you fought through, and it took us all practice to get to that one great play. I want light at the end of the tunnel. I want them coming back. I want them coming back tomorrow. I want them to want to come back. I want them thinking in the back of their heads, how good can I be? Not how good can I be running five on a offense. Not how good can I be at this set. How good can I be? And so much of what we're doing in these practices, skill is the number one thing, skill development. It might look like a team offensive drill. It's really the skill portion of it. We've got, I have no idea what time am I? Okay, I usually don't. So we have a ton of stuff on that website, CoachDougNovak.com. I mean, it's just, it's just video and different practice drills we do. We have a full, uh, there, there's those all-access ones you can buy. And I think, I haven't watched them, but I'm, I heard they're good. But then I also did a PowerPoint for the Minnesota High School Coaches uh, Clinic Thanks for finishing my sentence. We've been together for eight years, and so we can do that. Um, and on each one of the PowerPoints is the video that goes with it. So here's the habits of movements. Here's how we like to do it. And so it is a massive, fun video or document. I'd put it on the website, but it doesn't even fit on the website. But if you send an email to, to Alicia, she'll send you the PowerPoint with all of our practice plans and the drills that go with them. I think it's that important, uh, and it's, you don't play our way, you don't, it's fine, but it's, if you're curious about a different way to teach, if you're curious about the timing and rhythm of things, I think it's a fun thing to look at, uh, just to gain some knowledge or to, to add some, some life to your practices. I don't want to be boring. I don't want our guys to be boring. I don't want them to say, here we go again, here's practice. Uh, and that's why I spend so much time on that because, I, again, I want it to be the best part of their day. And culture, all that stuff, it's, I don't know what it is, but I know good things happen when they feel good about coming to practice. And it also allows me to be very demanding with them because they know I'm going to disappoint them. 
I am going to disappoint them. They are going to disappoint me. And we have to have grace. We can have grace if they know my intent. If they know our intent, we can have grace. And if it is to grow their game, grow their love, and, and really spend time on this practice so that they can feel how good can I get, they're going to give me some grace. And if they screw things up and I know that they're really thinking, and I know they're coaching, then we can have it and it becomes a blast. And then they kind of take over practices as the year goes on.